Hey, Payne County, Father Brian O'Brien here. I'm joined by Father Kerry Wapulich. Oh, was I supposed to say something right there? I, I like lunge towards the mic, and then I thought you were going to keep talking. We haven't, you know, we're, how many episodes are we? are losing our edge. We're a hundred and six. I think episode uh, 103. Or Whoa, oh, really? We've done a hundred. Yeah. Are we supposed to celebrate it a no, hundred? We, we celebrated 102. Oh, because we're not, we're not just basically. Because we're not conformists. <laughs> We're not basic people. But we just if, do something. Uh, if you're just listening to this, maybe you are tuned in on the radio or Spotify. Uh, maybe you're listening as a podcast. But we're the pastors of pain on PFM County, Oklahoma, Stillwater, America, and uh, what a joy, man! Uh, the churches are open back up, kind of. Yeah, we had a good week of daily masses. Same. Um, we had a mass Monday. And there were about 40 people. We had a Mass on Tuesday. There were about 42 people. Then uh, the early morning Mass. We have On Wednesdays and Thursdays, we have a 7 a.m. Mass. So we knew it would be a little smaller. Really? Uh, so, so Wednesday, there was uh, about 20 people. And then Thursday, kind of about the same or so. Okay. And uh, so I think, so I was telling people that if you're like afraid of people, and you still want to come to Mass? Wednesday or Thursday, <laughs> 7 a.m. The whole back of the church, I mean, everyone had their own pew. The whole back of the church was empty. 646 people at seats? Yeah. So there's enough room? Yeah. 100 yeah. people, space out? So I'm very anxious for the weekend and just how's that? how that's going to go. Uh-huh. But we're ready. I mean, we got overflow seating, and mm, so we're just going to... Jesus, I trust in you. <laughs> yeah, that's indeed. Our, that's our thing. It's a, it's a wonderful time. It's a wonderful time to be a priest. I love, I mean, this is the so most Father wonderful Kerry, time. Uh, if you didn't know this, uh, maybe uh, you should write this down on your calendar because on uh, May the 29th, which is uh, this Friday, mm-hmm. Father Kerry, your pastor, mm-hmm. all you college students out there, he's going to be celebrating 10 years Woo! as a priest. Ten years, that's a decade. Now, most uh, what is most awesome about that, this is a little inside baseball here, people. We try to kind of give you an insight into the life of priests, but... I have no idea what you're about to say. When, wait, in wait, the wait, Diocese get, of let, Tulsa, okay. there's a, we have a policy. So, so if you didn't know this... Diocese, I do know what you're about to say. Diocesan priests, okay, <laughs> we, make, we make a salary. <laughs> so if you know like some, a priest in a religious order or a, or a sister or a Christian brother or something... They they don't make a salary. Right. They <laughs> they might get paid for what they do, but they don't get the money. They it goes to the order. Yeah, the community. And then they are given what they need. So diocesan priests, we're 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 kind of this doesn't totally translate, but we're kind of like self employed. In that we receive a salary which is paid for by our parish. Right. Um, now I okay. would not recommend those of you out there, college students looking to make some you know, serious cash. The priesthood is not your <laughs> profession. But our policy in the Diocese of Tulsa is for every 10 years get, you've been a priest. Get ready. Get ready. Drum roll. You get $50 more a month. $50. So I don't know if you guys have done your budgeting yet for St. John's, but we're going to have to. That better get in there. 50 bucks. That's more a month. $600 a year more. You know what I, I uh, so congratulate you get th- you get no you get no raises years you know one through nine and then 
So now you and I are going to make the same amount of money. Whoa. You know what I uh, really... Finally. What I really liked... I've been, when, I've been supporting your... Sorry, bud. <laughs> all these years since my pay raise went up a couple years ago. I liked it that when you were the president of Bishop Kelly, you we, we made the same amount of money. <laughs> you were the president of yeah. a huge high school and had all these jo- other jobs you were doing. And I was the chaplain at the Newman Center to you. Well, they? that's the beauty of. I mean, I think a part part of the priesthood. I mean, we're we're you know we're a brotherhood in the in the diocese. Yeah, and so it doesn't it doesn't matter uh, like where you are. Correct. It, it's not like ooh, I want to go to that parish because I'll get a big raise. Now, mm-hmm. I will say the kind of the busier the parish, then the more baptisms and weddings and things like that when and people are very nice and and usually yeah. will like give you a little something for baptizing their baby or doing, doing, their, doing wedding. their wedding or coming to a funeral or something right. like that uh but anyway so father carrie is going to be rolling in it uh-huh but not till i guess not probably not till june or maybe right. to the new fiscal year maybe july one uh, well, but we'll anyway start. no one's so told me 10 no years as a priest tell us all about it so uh, on the day of my ordination, no. <laughs> the day I was conceived, no. Uh, <laughs> Weird. <laughs> Thanks. Um, okay, so yeah, t- I mean, ten years—that's like, that's like a decade. That's I, like uh, a good, you know, a decent chunk of your life, man. It just rolls by. I, I was thinking the one thing about life—it goes on. It goes on. The wheels of life keep a turning. The, the wheels on the bus. Go, go ra- round and oh round. Oh my! So just, what? Um, I mean, yeah. Tell us about so it. So this it's it's been a beautiful ten years. It's been fun ten years, because I I started off in Hispanic ministry. Yeah. What have you been? What have been your assignments? So my You've had, what, my three, first four. Yeah, my first assignment was Saint Thomas More, my uh, with Bishop Kelly. Oh yeah, and you were chaplain at Bishop Kelly. I was chaplain at Bishop Kelly. Yep. So three days go a week. Comets. Three days a week at Saint Thomas More. Three days a week at Bishop Kelly, and then one day off, and so that went on for that went on for nine months, and then I got that like <laughs> so short. Man. I know, I know. I'm I, so glad. I think our diocese. I think we're getting better at not yanking guys early. You well, got yanked early. Well, I got yanked early. Pratt got yanked early. Well, my mine was that uh, Castle went to Good Leaders, Good Shepherds. Oh yeah, he. They went needed. To go they needed yeah. somebody to move in at Saint Pius, where he was the pastor. So they moved Gerlock over to Saint Pius. That was when I got moved into the vocations office. You got moved into the vocations office. I got moved to to TU to cover Gerlock. Oh. And then then I was working three days a week at TU, three days a week at Bishop Kelly High School. So wow. I, you, you know, I was just getting into my groove. Yeah, that's hard. I mean, you, it's hard to. You don't hardly even know anybody's names. I, I, you know, I was just starting to like be able to preach extemporaneously in Spanish because yeah. I, you know, I had it, and then every Sunday I would hear eight hours of confessions almost nonstop. Confessions at St. Thomas. Bar. Yeah, just confession, and I was just getting into the groove where people would like, people would like rec- I knew their names, they knew my names. I know them at the parish. I'd go to a restaurant. It was it was really cool. I would go to a restaurant and like. The waiter would be from my parish. I was driving by a construction site over by um, St. Francis Hospital, and I'm sitting there in the summertime. 
And this guy goes, hola padre. And I was like, I look over and it was these four guys that go to St. Thomas More. And so I was chatting with them at the intersection. And then Sunday mass, I, I saw them. And you know, they were like this, we had a, a parishioner that was a cook at one of these great restaurants. And so he would invite us over at his house Ooh, I love it. and just make fantastic. It was like McGill's. He would make fantastic Ooh. food at his house. This guy was like, you That's know, awesome. out from Guadalajara. And so I was just like getting into the groove and of being in St. Thomas More. The phone call. No, no, no. I was walking down the halls of Bishop Kelly and you had told me, you said, I think the bishop wants to talk to you because he was there for a meeting. <laughs> I remember that. That's awesome. And uh, the bishops, I was walking down the hallway and he stepped out of that office where oh, I think we, yeah, we Doug's office is. Like meeting or something. Yeah, yeah. And he goes, I need to talk to you. I was like. Which if that happens, another, here's some more priest inside baseball. When the bishop says, hey, uh, I need to talk to you. That either you like did something wrong or you're moving. Mm-hmm. Or they just want to catch up on life, and uh, it's uh, always okay. Yeah, yeah. Really? <laughs> I need to talk to you. I would like to ask about your life. Yeah. No. no. How's your you're humidor? Mo- you're moving. <laughs> you're, mo- you're moving. Um, okay. Wow. So, so you're at St. Thomas More. St. Thomas More. And then you at St. Thomas More and Bishop Kelly. Then and then the University of Tulsa. Right. And Bishop Kelly. Uh huh. Correct, Amundo. And I was there. How long? For, I was there four years. Four years at TU. Yep. And then for so five years total at Bishop Kelly. Five years total at Bishop Kelly. Your beloved alma mater. Alma mater. And then and St. Thomas More was my home parish. Oh, so yeah. my two first assignments were my home parish, where the gospel on the first Sunday I was there was when Jesus goes to his own hometown and it says, "What he could oh, do no mighty works there." Accepted in his yeah because of place. Uh huh. Oh man, that was the first Sunday, and I was like, "Hi." That's hilarious. What are the odds of that? Very slim are the odds. So it, it, then I went to Bishop Kelly, yeah, and then the University of Tulsa where my mother's an alma mater. Oh, so I've been geez. hanging around that part of town and living at Christ the King. That's what I lived with. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. With Muggenberg, now Bishop of uh, Seattle, Washington. Uh, he, wow. Myself and Pratt and Muggenberg all lived in the same rectory together. Wow. And that was that was fun because I was learning how to be a campus priest and Bishop Muggenberg was the, the chaplain at TU. He was at Bishop Kelly and at TU. So I, so I was just asking questions. And at both of those places, he did a ton to get, like get stuff off the ground retreats and yes. Yeah. Wow. So he helped me start the, uh, you know, some new campus ministry ideas, just help me thinking out stuff and then development. Wow. Cause we started, we we're doing hundred percent pure development and fundraising. And so he helped me like start newsletter writing, capital yeah, campaigns. Newman centers, college campuses are tough on the funding side because your, your, uh, clientele, <laughs> your parishioners are yes. sort of cash poor. Uh huh. They're spending a lot of money to be where you are. Uh-huh. They don't have a lot of money to, Put in the, oh, they got more money than they know the what to do. Well, that's they're, they're pouring, Venmo. Come on, they're pouring drinks down their there. down their throats. So th- then it, it was. Uh, when was that? So that's five years, right? And then how did you find out you were coming to Stillwater? How did I find out I was coming to Stillwater? I don't remember. Oh, I I, I don't remember. I, I remember the day and the place I was when I found out you were coming to Stillwater. Well, we can tell that story later. That was. The, I don't remember tell me more about you. I don't remember where. Uh, I know I was someplace. But that was at, Bishop Slattery. Yeah. Because you got moved before Bishop Condorla came. Mm-hmm. 
So Bishop Slattery made the decision to yep. move you here. Mm-hmm. Wow. I think there was a movement in uh, Tahlequah. Leo was in Tahlequah, uh-huh. and they sent him to another parish. Where did he go? I think he went to Wagner. Yep, that's right, because he's been out there now five or six then years. Father Stewart, your predecessor. Moved to Tahlequah. Moved to Tahlequah. And then, and then I moved here. here. And Ketterer went to, to you. Right. Wow. And I showed up here, and then with a building project going on. Your building project yeah, was yeah. was just begun. Wow. And they were starting to put, they were pouring and then you're moving. Where are you moving this summer? What parish are you going to this summer? Uh, I wish. <laughs> oh, what? Just kidding. Do you know? Because you're in priest assignments. I don't. You're not. No, you, we, we, we were all spared this year. Oh, really? I like being in Stillwater. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, I'm no, no intention. So we get this every, uh, like, kind of around Christmas. We all, all the priests get a, like, a little questionnaire that we can fill out, mm-hmm. that we're supposed to fill out. And it basically is like sort of how you doing, you know, how's your health? How's your, you know, do you have a priest support group? Do you have a spiritual director? Mm-hmm. How can the diocese help you? Which is, which is nice. Um, and then uh, it asks, you know, how long have you been there? Are you, you know, is your parish like big enough to get an associate? And if you do, you know, do you want one? Mm-hmm. Uh, and then it basically asks you like, do you want to move? Yeah. And Putting down, yes, I would like to move, is not a guarantee that you're moving. And putting down, I would like to stay, is not a guarantee that, that you're going to stay. That's just the nature of our of our life. But, I mean, yeah, here we are. Boom. So this is, you're going into year four? Four five? in Stillwater. Four in Stillwater. This okay. is, yeah, that my, this is my first graduating class right now. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, they were freshmen when I was a freshman. So, yeah, college, you got to kind of be there for a while. I mean, relationships got to get built. Oh, yeah. Wow. And then you just get to know the town and get to know the people. And when I first got here, it was it was womb to tomb ministry. You know, we had funerals. Oh, yeah, you had a parish. Funerals, and then there were babies. And then as we we're starting to build up campus ministry, like as we're building on what Father Stewart had already done, yeah. we're, we're just— you know, and what Father Bob had done, and all oh, these yeah. other Father, you know, Father Joe Townsend, all these memory. other priests had been doing yeah. over the years. As we're as we're making the move to go from a parish slash students to students only, that was a kind of a like beautiful moment to like discover like what is our what is our purpose on the yeah. corner of Miller and Knobloch. Okay, I have some questions for you. In your 10 years of priesthood, go. How many times have you celebrated mass? <laughs> I I lost track. Some guys keep track. Yeah, I lost track. I tried what's to your, keep, What's your what's your estimate? I, I don't know the answer. It okay, so there's do you got your calculator? Uh What's yes. 3 what's 365 times 10? That's what 3600 3, Yeah. Hey Siri, what's three thousand yeah, six? Yeah. Okay, uh, so I've celebrated mass every day. Every day as a priest, yeah, never missed a day. Yeah. Then there's this kind of so I can do that. Boom, that's easy. So I bet it's and, like four thousand. And then you take fifty-two times ten, which is oh. five hundred and twenty. Oh. So there's your weekends. So right. there's a plus so we're one up over four thousand. We're up over four thousand, and then then there's called the Saint Thomas More effect. Oh, yeah. And the St. Thomas More effect, we'd have 14 masses a weekend. So there was three, sometimes four priests there. I bet you're up over 5,000 masses celebrated. So we would have literally 14 masses on some, on some like big weekends. We would have our normal seven masses 
plus you throw a couple weddings in there yeah. and a quinceanera. Yeah. And then and then you throw a funeral in there on a like on a Saturday morning yeah. and your your the numbers just start going up and going up Okay, and going what's up. the uh what's the the uh coolest place you've ever celebrated mass? Cool. Okay, one. one. Okay, one. Maybe three. Okay, I'll give you I'll give you two. Two of my favorite two so of my, as priests, we can basically celebrate mass kind of anywhere. Yeah, right. And we get you know, if you go to Italy, like you go to St. Peter's and you celebrate mass, right? Fifth day as a priest. Oh, you were the you went to the Holy Land or something, didn't you? Yeah, I went with Dr. Tim Gray, my professor oh, in seminary. Right. And we get to I was the the priest on the pilgrimage because he couldn't find anybody, so he got me. <laughs> and rookie. Uh, on the fifth day I know, on the fifth day of my of my priesthood. My true love Jesus gave to me mass in the holy sepulchre. Oh, so at the and place so, of, the, of the burial. Right. So I, the tomb. So yeah. they, the, the sacristan, who's a Franciscan, says, hey, I need to. He's, he's, he's Italian and, and like, Spanish. Excuse me, sir. Um, can you tell me how to celebrate mass? <laughs> so I'm in the sacristy, and he says the following words. The archbishop who was supposed to be here, he says this in Spalitano, Spanglish sort of Italian, because he asked me if I speak Italian. I say, no, I speak Spanish. So he kind of talks to me in broken Spalitano, and he says, the archbishop who was supposed to be here cannot be here. So you're the celebrant for today's high mass. Oh. And he says, do you know the Misa de Angelis in Latin? And I said, yeah. Sure. Uh, somewhat, you know, talvez. Maybe. And he yeah, says, see. he looks at me and he goes, how many years you've been a priest? And I said, five days. And they all start laughing oh, in the sacristy, just like laughing, laughing. And I said, why, what, what's, what's going on? And he said, people have, priests have waited their whole life to celebrate this mass. Yeah. He says, what a gift. Five days. And I was like, thank you. Okay. So, that's awesome. Holy sepulcher. Okay. So, what else? so flying back, cool falling by, flying back from the Holy lands. We sat, I was sitting next to one of my buddies who was on the pilgrimage with me. He was from Denver. And I said, uh, I'm not going to be able to celebrate Mass today. Uh-huh. And he said, so I have, I have my Mass kit in my small bag. Love it. And so I asked the lady, where can I celebrate Mass? And she says, well, just you can find. And I found this little niche. It was like a, it was like a six inch tall by four inch wide little, little square. The cockpit? It was, no, it was, it was a little in the galley. And oh, I said, can I celebrate mass? And they're like, back there. sure. And so it was a little, basically a little box where you could put something in. And I put it in my chalice and patent and a corporal. When, and what did you say for the name of the bishop? I didn't. Oh. yeah. I just left the, it out. Who's the bishop of 30,000 feet? So this was the probably the most memorable moment. As we're flying, uh, we so we land and I'm walking out and she stops me and she says, you know, really funny thing happened while you were celebrating Mass. We were flying across the Atlantic, and we were we were um, looking at the at Nova Scotia. We we're supposed to fly into uh, over to over Nova Scotia, and she said there was a huge storm lining the East Coast from basically like like Northern Canada oh. down to Jersey, and we couldn't fly. And she says, while you were celebrating Mass, the clouds parted, and we were about Greenland. And we flew right through the middle of two big storms on either side. And she says, thanks for celebrating Mass. Wow. I was like, booyah. Okay. That was beautiful. What's the strangest place you've ever celebrated Mass? Oh, strangest place? That might be it. I mean, the galley of a plane. No, in an office one time. (laughs) 
it was like I had no place to celebrate mass that yeah. day. Yeah. And I was with That's my best hilarious. buddy Chuck and he's like, you can celebrate mass over in the corner. I got to go check on the troops. And I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, that's pretty So weird. I just celebrated Mass so in his the, office. I mean, the ideal is obviously in a, in a church on a consecrated Yeah, everything altar. was locked down, though. Yeah, yeah. You couldn't just, like, walk wow. up to a church and, like, get in. Wow. But I celebrated Mass there. Okay. Yeah. Okay, you? How many babies have you baptized? Oh, Less I, than most priests who have been a priest for 10 years because so you've been in college ministry. What, what, when I was at, at St. Thomas More, my first assignment, oh, yeah, you baptized a bunch of babies. probably... A hundred, somewhere between seventy-five and a hundred kids in nine months. Now, since then, probably, you know, just college students, maybe, maybe a solid thirty or forty college students I baptize. the The question that is like funny is like, how many funerals you been to? Yeah. And on one, You've on not what? Been to many. Ten. I've done ten, ten funerals. Yeah. Not yeah. very many. Yeah. Okay, that's uh, that's pretty awesome. How many weddings have you done? Weddings, weddings. Uh, I I think probably maybe like twenty a year. Yeah. It, well, at TU, uh, it's at St. Thomas More. I I did like one, and I helped out. Uh, with a ki- with a with a Hispanic wedding where you like use the lasso and the adas and stuff oh, yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah. So Father Samuel like helped me out. Um, I, I showed would, you how to do yeah, it. Yeah, show me how to do it. Yeah. But I mean, right now, I, I think I have 17 weddings this year. Last year, I had 23. So a good number of weddings uh, I, I've done as a priest. And what I what I, I think I'm going to have to stop doing this is traveling to people's uh, hometowns to do their weddings. Because on, uh, this, was, this was one of my moments where I was like, okay, I need to fix this problem. Because I keep saying yes to people's You're weddings. You're overcommitting. So I had a wedding in St. Louis on May 29th, the anniversary of my priesthood. Then I went to visit some friends, some alumni, and do some donor relationships in Michigan on the way to do a wedding in Ohio, Mount Vernon, Ohio, with the Bremer camps. And then I got there, and then I realized I had driven, you know, halfway across the country, and I said... I have to be on a flight tomorrow to Florida for focus training. Yeah. And so I had to drive halfway across the country back in one in one drive. Oh dear. So it was like 21 hours of driving back. Mount Vernon, Ohio. Uh, okay, so there you know, I'll do a lot of weddings during the summertime. I think like you know some weekends I'll have two. I'll have one in the morning and one in the evening. So weddings yeah, that's hard. So weddings, a lot of funerals, very few of baptisms, confirmations, bringing students into the church, uh, a, a lot of those. It's been, uh, that. I mean, that is fun to watch students who you know who maybe like kind of lost their faith in high school, who are like, I'm not getting confirmed, and then they come roaring, and then they come flying. Okay, back. major, uh, just names. Give us some names. Who are your like major priest influences? Priests who made you want to be a priest. Priests who made me want to be a priest. Uh, probably uh, Bishop Dan Muggenberg because he was my high school priest, nice. and he kind of like gave that first talk about, "Hey, you should be you should be a priest. You should be a priest." Uh, and I was like, "No, you're crazy." Uh, the my Air Force uh, my Air Force priest, my Air Force chaplain at Langley, uh, Father Ed Moran. There you go. Yeah. Is he still living? Uh, he is still, yes, he's still yeah? living. I don't mean, I don't know this guy. So he's retired He's retired Air Force. He's the guy who stopped me at the door of the chapel oh, yeah. at Langley 
and said, I think you should be a priest. He, no, he said, let's talk about your vocation. Uh, and I said, what's a vocation? And he said, uh-huh. I think you should be a priest. And I said, I think you're crazy, but I'll take you up on lunch that you offered. So Free we lunch. Went, yeah. So so those guys had, and then there was this priest. You ready? This guy. Father Patrick Winslow. He's a priest of the Diocese of Charlotte. At that time, he was Still a, living. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's like maybe 12, 15 years older than okay. us. So he's in his mid, yeah, he's in his mid 50s or, oh, he should almost be 60 years old now. But uh, Father Pat Winslow is a priest, I don't know, somewhere in Charlotte area. And he was a priest at Blessed Sacrament, where it was one of the three parishes I went to mass. Uh, and I went to confession one time and he said, I think you should be a priest. And I said, nice. you're a lunatic. And so he. Thank he, you for absolving me of my sins. You are a crazy man. <laughs> So he also like gave me the nudge on on a few things a of, of nudges. Uh, to get me going in the right direction of priesthood and talking to me about and kind of um, what do you say quelling some of the anxiety? Like, yes, there's always yeah, yeah a lot of, yeah, kind well, of the unworthiness of it all. Yeah, no, that was it wasn't unworthiness. It was more like my life's gonna fall apart oh, if I yeah. become a priest. Yeah, uh, you so, are you are unworthy. Uh, so other Just so you know. So other influences that that really encouraged me along is is also watching other guys become priests. Yeah, you're watching your ordination. Ooh, giddy up! Your ordination uh, was like you were already in seminary. I was already in seminary. You were yeah three years out from. But just to watch your friends be ordained. Yeah, it's cool. It's real cool. Like yep. you're there at their ordination and you get a blessing from them afterwards. Yep. And so, you know, guy, guys like that who who really uh, were friends of mine or still friends of mine and then watching them to yeah. be ordained priests. There's a, a priest father, uh, Chris Hellstrom in uh, Denver, who's my spiritual director. you talk about him. Yeah. 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 He's just a rock star. Love it. Um uh, Monsignor Michael Glenn, who was a rector oh, yeah. of our seminary, he died, right? Yeah, he died of a brain he had tumor. Brain tumor, yeah. Yep. And then Father, I remember meeting Father him. Ray Gronsky. Yeah, because yeah, him and Muggenberg were really good buddies. Yeah, he came for somebody's ordination. I think, uh, I think it was John Grant. Stayed at St. Mary's. Yeah. Okay. What is your? Uh, we just have a couple minutes here. Like uh, ch- most challenging thing about being, uh, being uh, Father Kerry Wakulich. <sighs> most challenging. Uh, about the life of a priest. Okay, you know, I, I'll, give you, I'll give you. I'll give you two. I'll give you two. Um, sometimes when I meet people for the very first time, uh, they uh, they they are slightly caught off guard by my mannerisms slash words and phrases. So my one of my biggest one of my biggest fears. I just know this because I hear about this all the time. One of my biggest fears is you live with him. That's what is <laughs> thanks. How do you, Really? You live? Go ahead. <laughs> this is the this is the phrase that gives I like that you have self-awareness though. Go ahead. This is the phrase that like gives me lots of worry is this. I remember the first time I met you. I never want to hear that out of somebody. Two things I never want to hear out of somebody's mouth. Dance floor at my daughter's wedding and like Mikey Pratt, Michael Pratt, Father Michael Pratt. Like I went to see his grandmother at the nursing home at uh, what's the one on the corner West on Haven. West Haven, yeah. and I walk in into her into her room, and she looks up at me and she goes, yeah. "Now she's got emphysema." She's like, "You're the dancing priest." I was like, "Ah!" <laughs> this, this, this. Your reputation precedes you. So, 
So he kind of, yeah, that first impression. That yeah, first impression? You, because I think you, and this is good, but can be, can be. <laughs> hazardous. Can be hazardous. And that is you are not the stereotypical priest. When people think of what a, what a, what a priest looks like is kind of age. Yes. Uh, energy. <laughs> mannerisms. Yeah, you do not, you do not fit that. Right. That stereotype. Uh, the second one, the second one is, uh, I, I, uh, there's this tension between uh, fear and faith, fear and faith. And so I worry about students' salvation, and I also have to rely and trust in the Jesus, Lord Jesus. I trust in you. Jesus, I trust in you as All my All right, in our last 30 seconds here, what would you say to a, a guy uh, thinking about the priesthood? It's awesome. It's better than the military. My best buddy told me this. Priesthood. He's a it's ranger. He's an army ranger. Oh, he said, he said, yeah, stickers. he said, yeah, we need special forces people around the world to fight wars. He said, but we need priests more because there's a greater battle out there to be Spiritual. fought. Yeah. And it's the helping of people become saints and staying free of sin. What's the best thing about being a priest in the Diocese of Tulsa? Stillwater. Wow. I love this town. There it is. The Red Dart Riviera, dude. So there it is. Father Kerry celebrating 10 years as a priest of Jesus Christ. Are we going to call this episode all um, about me? This is called the Father Kerry celebrating 10 years episode. Whoa. Um, so, you know, send him a card, mostly just pray for his sorry butt. <laughs> so so the, True. Lord, the Lord will continue to pour out his graces. Well, that's all the time we have. This is the pastors of pain. Happy anniversary, father. Thanks, amigo. Thanks for being a priest. I love it. All right. We're out. God Peace. bless you.